There's too many homelosers, too many trimmers, but I like to watch them for Rotten Treasure. Hello, welcome to Rotten Treasure. We watched Aladdin, the yeah. King of Thieves. Uh, I think it might have called Aladdin 3, the King of Thieves. Who cares? I'm never going to get the title of the movie correct. Kai, you're freaking out, and we're not going to redo this. Hello, I'm Jim O'Donnell. I'm the host. With me, as always, is the other host. It's Kai Bobby. Are you other host? Uh, other host is doing well. I'm uh, just doing some other stuff, you know. Like it's like what you do, but less cool. I would say it's what like what I do, except you're the other one doing it. <laughs> uh, and with us is our special guest, avid NPR listener, software enthusiast, and he knows he who knows ten thousand things. It's Nate May. Hey yo, it's me. Yeah, that was an avatar reference. <laughs> what is it? Wait, who who knows ten thousand things? Wang Shi Tong. Okay. Who's Wang Shi Tong? <laughs> uh Wang Shi Tong is the one who uh has the library of the giant owl in season two. Oh, the one where uh spoiler uh they go into and then Appa gets kidnapped. Yeah, that yeah. episode. Oh, Kai has not seen that show. Kai, you can put it back on. I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it again. Yeah, no, wait a minute. I'm going to be probably... Am I editing this episode? This <laughs> <laughs> uh, the third one. No, I am. Good, good, good. All right, cool. I, well, now I have to watch Avatar before I listen to this episode. Yeah, it's a good show. You should watch it anyway. Well, once we finish She-Ra in this house, I'm on it. The original She-Ra or the new She-Ra? I don't, didn't even... There's an old She-Ra? The old Shira is just like an '80s commercial for buying toys that's not good and on any level. I make it a shocked face. So, uh, yeah, you can put that shocked face away. It's 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 no bueno. <laughs> look into your MP3 players, everyone. Look at my shocked face. Nate, what's your relationship with Aladdin, the man? Not um, the yeah, well, the real Aladdin and I in high school one time. Um, no, we uh, we were one of those families that had like a shelf for two or three of like big boxy VHS tapes, uh, and so Aladdin was one we had the full set for. And I really loved King of Thieves. I think it was my favorite out of all three of them. Um, so it was definitely watched most often. Return of Jafar was watched the least often. Good. But sometimes I was like, I want to pull that out because I can. So I, I it was a frequent go to compared to some of the others. I remember watching Return of Jafar as a kid and being okay with it. Like, I had no problems with it. I was just like, nah, this just isn't Aladdin. But I get to see my favorite characters again. Just a weird shadow of all of them. Because they're all poorly written. I, I think, Nate, you might be the first person we've had on the podcast that prefers the last installment over any other one. Well... Anyone who doesn't prefer this movie, all, all the other ones, is clearly wrong. This yeah. is the best Aladdin by far. <laughs> idiots. <laughs> idiots. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was an idiot. Because this movie is <laughs> second to the original Aladdin. Because the original Aladdin's well-paced. And well-acted. And well-edited. And had better songs. Nate, it's <laughs> this is a lesser version of uh, Aladdin. Not much lesser, but still lesser. 
Okay, fair. I, I at least accept that you say it's not much lesser. I think so. I think there's two things about this movie that makes me like it more. And I was trying to think about why me as a child and me now still really like it more. One is I think it is shorter. Like, I think that is a reason I like it more. They longer. tell a good story without wasting my time. I don't know. Dragged like the two hour movie trend right now is really killing me. I can't do it. Hang on. I'm about to look up how long each movie was. So that I could, I can, I can prove you wrong. Well, okay. So not, I'm gonna go on that other. Uh, you know, it's rotten something. It's not what. It's something similar, like to our name. I'm gonna go on them just to see what they think the difference is between the two. Because I think rotten, whatever it is, gave a 33% for King of Thieves, if I'm not mistaken. Wow, they're all fools. I mean, you know, yeah. The, you know, you can. We can say. Rotten Tomatoes, right? We could say Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. <laughs> we are not affiliated with Rotten... I almost called it Rotten Treasure. Rotten Tomatoes. Wait, wait, wait. So not only are we, uh, like, kind of playing off of Rotten Tomatoes, but now you're going to mimic our friend who has a great podcast called Kid Flicks, which Jim and I will be on soon, uh, and who is also not affiliated with Netflix. There's so many layers. He's on Kid Flicks, by the way. So the audience score for the first Aladdin was 94. Yeah, and also what I looked up, Nate, you were so upset at the length of the movie. The original Aladdin is 90 minutes. This movie's 81 minutes. So much shorter. Come on. <laughs> nine, nine minutes of my life. We're saving nine minutes. Nine minutes for of that precious Aladdin genie time no but uh, that's fair i i didn't realize that the first one was um was basically the same length maybe i don't know maybe it's like a density thing or something but i feel like they packed in like a really good multifaceted story in a short amount of time and a lot of movies especially kids movies kind of like went slow and i was kind of bored sometimes uh but this one had like so much juice going on uh and even as an adult i was like wow this was kind of packed I think that was the problem I had with it was that it felt like three television episodes stitched together. So it felt like they got to the end of a story and then kept and then got to a new story. It just kept it felt like they kept introducing things because I remember being like, well, we know he wants King's uh, King Midas's hand 40 minutes into the movie. That's a weird time to have the third act, the plot, the reason of the third act be introduced. Normally, you'd want that 17 minutes in. Well, what you're making me think of, Jim, is is I know that, you know, I think Return of Jafar was supposed to be, what, the lead off into a, the TV series, right? Yep. So I guess I'm wondering, did those same writers, are they the ones who made uh, the third one? Because if so, that kind of makes sense that yes. it would feel like that. Yes, they did. That um, makes sense, then. I, I, <laughs> as I was watching the movie, I did notice that this was made by the tele- Walt Disney's t- uh, television animation division. So, yes, it was made by the people who made the television show. In fact, it was supposed to be about uh, the villain of the TV show. And then you find out that he's Aladdin's brother. And then they were like, let's not reference the TV show. Let's just make a new guy. And it's its dad. Shockingly similar. I had no idea anything about the TV show. I watched it once in a while as a kid. It's okay. There's nothing to scream home about. I don't know if that's a saying, but... 
So essentially, they just scrapped the brother thing in that universe for this movie and just said, forget it. We're not going to mention it. Like, it, he already has a lost dad. Are they the same dad? Is it a stepdad situation? I mean, they do the thing where they're just like, well, Aladdin, we have uh, we have a wedding tonight. And he's like, I can't think about my wedding. I have to think about my father. And then we're <laughs> like, oh, I guess we're going to talk about how he has no dad for the first time ever. That I guess that's a plot thread that's been missing in his life. I mean, same thing with I mean, his mommy. Yeah, it's a Disney movie. Like, none of the parents are supposed to be around. Like, you get one max, and I guess it's the Sultan done. Yeah, at least uh, they, didn't, they didn't Bambi out and just, like, kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was much happier in that movie. <laughs> I want to see parents die. Fuck you, parents. <laughs> I had lovely parents, and I love them, and I talk to them all the time. <laughs> I... Okay, did anyone else think it was weird he had a Welsh dad? I think that just that's what happens when you get actors who are, <laughs> like, they just lean into it. They're like, whatever, you know, you can have that accent, no problem. It was just, I've, I thought it was so weird that all of them had, first of all, all of them have American accents. So, <laughs> I, who am I? The parrot talks. I'm, I'm nitpicking a thing. But <laughs> John Rhys Davies, who is the voice of Gimli, uh, is the voice of Aladdin's dad. And he does like the Sean Connery thing where he's like, I don't care if I'm from a different country. I This is what I sound like. I'm not going to do an accent. Pay me more money. I was Indian in Indiana Jones. We're going to do that next. Yeah, no, I, that, that never weirded me out. Uh, obviously, it's weird. <laughs> but I'm just like, oh, this is what the character's like. Ta-da, I'm still here. Yeah. He also shows up and you're like, <laughs> oh, I wonder which one's the dad. Is it the guy who's way better animated than the rest of his uh, goons? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they did suffer from that this time around. Uh, you mean the side head Silver Fox dad? <laughs> he was, I, I mentioned Sean Connery. He was actually supposed to be based off of Sean Connery. And I don't see it one bit. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. I didn't, I didn't realize any of that. That's so Sean Connery, King of Thieves. I like. I, okay, I got in an argument one time with someone because I said that Sean Connery was hotter than Harrison Ford. And discuss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I personally very much disagree. Uh, I don't know, but Sean Connery has never done it for me, and Harrison Ford definitely used to. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you watched Star Wars as a kid and not James Bond films. Actually, it's mostly... I think I found him most attractive in Indiana Jones. Well, I mean, he's hot as hell in that movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> I have to tell you when we watch those movies, because honestly, I don't remember any Indiana Jones movies. I did the Star Wars, but for whatever reason in Star Wars, he annoyed me for some reason. Um, I know he's supposed to be, like, the cool guy, but I don't know. For some reason, he always kind of bothered me. Which is weird because I always thought of Indiana Jones as literally the exact same character as uh, ha uh, Harrison Ford, as Han Solo. Just <laughs> one's in outer space and the other one hates snakes. Like, that was the big difference between the two of them. Yeah, I mean, they are pretty similar. I think I think the difference for me, and maybe I just haven't seen Indiana Jones in like, the original set in a while, is that I think his interactions with Leia are super, like, awkward and weird um and i think indiana jones that's less of a focus because he's he's like jumping around doing archaeology stuff there's you know there's some parts where he's 
chatting with ladies, but I don't think it's quite as like you mm. <laughs> when you suck in the layer. Um, <laughs> uh, I'd have to I'd have to disagree there because every single movie he has a new woman, and it's very um, James Bond esque because he's based off of James Bond, which is why his father is Sean Connery in the uh, third movie. Uh, <laughs> he has heavy interactions with all of them, and he does a great job with all of those. Which is weird because he had a relationship with Carrie Fisher. So you thought that that would have been easier to put to screen. Wait, they they actually did it? Like, you know. Like, you know. What did they do, like, hand stuff? <laughs> they did, like, they did, like, coke and would blow each other. Like, you, you know. <laughs> right, like, oh, you mean, like, butterfly kisses? Oh, you no, mean, no. Like, oral, each other's eyes? oral sex. Oral. Oh. <laughs> like... So they, they go to the people's genitals and they go. Is this really the joke we want to put out there for ourselves? Is I this said, really? That's the first time I said genitals on the podcast. <laughs> really? Not the time we talked about uh, pooping and peeing ourselves? <laughs> um, so Nate's my roommate. And there's something I know about Nate is that he is most likely attracted to the dad in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Nate's. Shamefully shaking his head. <laughs> it's not shameful. This guy's hot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 100% on board with telling you Kasim is... Okay, so like, there's a line I wrote down from the movie. It's um, it's Iago. And Iago says, um, Adopt me, daddy-o! And I'm like, Iago, you and me. like. <laughs> I was just about to say, this wasn't Aladdin's dad. This was his daddy. Like... <laughs> Also, Kai, could you move your head for a second there? What's up? Uh, Kai's, Kai's background right now is what I saw on uh, Disney+. Plus. You can put your head back. Um, they look awful in that picture. If you go to <laughs> Disney+, Plus and go to the King of Thieves and go to play the movie, so they stole that artwork from someone's yeah, <laughs> DV, is... high school deviant art. Like, yeah, it's fan art. Yeah, that's terrible. Did they really do that? It no, it looks like it. I don't think this showed up on our Disney Plus when we put it on. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, we have Disney. I, maybe I have mine set to the DeviantArt sections. <laughs> <laughs> I want all of my. I want all of these films to be animated by someone who just figured out how to use Flash. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, it's not as it's not as clean as the first one. It's just not. Um, but I will say. I'm gonna. That's weird. I'm gonna agree with both of you, <laughs> which is weird. I'm really tossed up between. Obviously, I don't think this is a better movie than the first, but I really like the content of this movie. Maybe it's just because I I have daddy issues and I'm in a group called Daddy Issues, and <laughs> that's what this movie's about. Uh, but like, the fact that the the animation wasn't that great didn't bother me because I thought the content was good enough to compensate for that. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I. <laughs> I, I I think you I don't know who you agree with. I think you're right because I don't I don't <laughs> hate this, I don't hate this movie at all. Like I there's like some silly things in it, uh, but for the most part it's fine. It's not as good as the original Aladdin. They decided to double down on the racism in this one. Yeah, they were like, what if we had a bunch of like Chinese characters, and what if we uh, didn't look up what a Chinese person looked like? Yeah, actually, at one point, I'm pretty sure Genie did blackface. So, yeah, I would say not great. Um, 
this is Robin Williams pulling through all of his characters and <laughs> shoving them into a movie. <laughs> You're talking about when he did Don King. Okay. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. This one was definitely inspired by Lawrence of Arabia, which I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but that's a bunch of white people playing uh, people from... Uh, 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 I forget what I think they're in Saudi Arabia actually. I be I mean he's called so, so, uh, Lars of Arabia. Let me go. Uh, oh my god. Let me I'll go look it, that up. Keep it in. <laughs> I I keep your burps in. Uh, I do. I think they're great. Oh I think the I think our fans appreciate it. I'm so sorry, listeners. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, look that up. The thing that that I looked up at the end because I don't know anything about movies. I I you know I joke about uh, you know he who knows ten thousand things. None of them are about movies. Um, so I looked up like oh who played Kasim's voice because he's so hot. And then I was like oh it's this guy. Um, <laughs> and he's John not hot. Davies. And I was like mm-hmm. okay yeah no not really. Uh, but you know I killed it for Kasim. Uh, so That's when I was on his Wikipedia voice. page, uh, I saw that he he's like vocally anti-Muslim. <laughs> Like, just a couple years after this, like, voicing this movie, he was like, we can't have so many Muslims in Europe. This is terrible. Nobody's talking about it. And he's, like, part of, like, I don't know, he did, like, a bunch of nationalist nonsense over there. And it, it just felt super weird. Like, why did you take this role? Why did you do this? John Rice davies did that? Yeah. It's on his Wikipedia page. You can look it up right now. Gimli did that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> They're super nationalist. I guess Yikes. it was Jordan is where Lawrence of Arabia helped mm. out. It's hard to say because uh, I believe he helped out during a time where borders would have been shifting a lot because he that was his big thing was helping. Oh, it was the experiences in the Ottoman Empire. That's why. Yeah, that would do it. Jim, did you ever find out when this is time? Like, when is this supposed to be? Oh, it's a fantasy time. It's, there is no time. Okay. I mean, obviously, we've talked about how the genie is, like, all-knowing and can just reference, like, our reality here <laughs> uh, and drop, like, Rocky Balboa characters, because, uh, sure, why not? Uh, or, excuse <laughs> you me. You know, get... for the kids. Yeah, yeah. Or the best one that he did, which was being Miss Doubtfire, <laughs> which was fantastic. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, but, I mean, like, sure, you know this reality, but yet this is... I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like 600 and then whatever two letters after like after that indicate that it was a long ass time ago. I never remember what they are. <laughs> I mean, it's based off of a thousand and one Arabian Nights, which is a, I, I guess, book from a long, long time ago uh, by I think Sherazada. I could be wrong about that. There was so I, I looked into this story only because I wanted to know where the hell open sesame came from. That was the one fact I wanted to show up with. That's not interesting. It turns out it comes from this story, but not the Disney uh, one. Oh, Alibaba and the Forty Thieves. Yeah, yeah, it, c- it comes from that, right? But they like they translated a bunch of works from Arabic, and then the French translators just like threw in this Forty Thieves story that there's no evidence was ever in the original Arabic manuscripts. Really. <laughs> and they just open sesame was part of it but like we, i mean it could have come from the originals but there's no evidence it does so they kind of largely believe they just kind of added stuff and said look what we found in the middle east and like presented it as um you know not random creative works see i gotta say uh when he said open sesame all i could think about was mitch hedberg because 
He has a stupid thing about, like, I think they could take off sesame seeds off, like, the bun at, like, McDonald's, and I wouldn't even care. I can't imagine five years from now being like, damn, remember sesame seeds? What happened? <laughs> uh, but, but the he's thing like, is, you know someone at McDonald's, it, and, like, they have probably spent a stupid amount of money researching how much they would save versus gain on, like, how many seeds. Like, that, right. that stuff blows my mind. Like, someone well, put in so much marketing into that or something. Uh, well... I think it's so stupid because he's, oh no, for sure. They're, uh, they're like, how does a sesame stick to a bun? I get it. There's like adhesive on one side. Get rid of the backing, place them to the bun, and now your bun would look spectacular. Uh, but he's like, what the <laughs> fuck is a sesame? It's a street. It's a way to open shit. <laughs> and it, that's one of my favorite bits. I'm not Mitch Hadbird, folks. Uh, only Mitch can be Mitch. But yeah, that's that's my reference for sesame. So thank you for, for giving me a little bit more input. I I just looked up uh a thousand and one nights just because i was like oh let's see like what it was written let's see if i could <laughs> educate myself a little bit turns out i know nothing about uh a thousand and one nights so i'm gonna stop uh pretending like i know anything about it uh because sherazada is like in the frame story not the actual person that quote unquote wrote them mm-hmm. i don't even know if they're real uh let's say is this person it's a Major female character and storyteller in the frame narrative. Okay, Sherazada doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like when I when I just briefly tried to find this open sesame thing, I realized that this the collection of stories this like was translated with it has like an incredible history. The Wikipedia page article is huge, and like I'll probably read it later. But I decided not to go full fact. Uh, for <laughs> Sometimes that's not uh, not my best look, but it's a look I often go for. <laughs> I assumed it was I assumed that this was similar to like Greek mythology or like the writing of uh, a lot of the uh, stories from like the Bible where they were passed down orally until someone just wrote them down. Yeah, I don't know. Kai. Nate, I hate to do this to you. Uh, welcome to the segment uh, called Five Random Facts That Nate Likes to Know. Uh, Nate, if you could just give me five. You know what? Give me three. <laughs> That's too much pressure. Give me three random facts that you think are fun about this universe we live in. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, this... I didn't prepare a a, a song for this. Nate knows five things. Here's his facts. Facts. Here's his facts. No, no, don't. No. I, I <laughs> we ended the song. Way. We had it. We had an end. We had an ending to this. That's like if I was just like, I'm loving it because it's McDonald's. <laughs> Nate, do we give? Do we stall? Do we give enough time? Maybe I don't know. This is you know I had one like ready to go, and now I just I'm thinking about all my YouTube channels that I watch stuff on and, and all the books I read. I don't know what what do I do? Okay, so the first one is actually one that our other roommate Kate sent me. Um, there exists in this world a spider that can flatten itself completely to like paper thin flatness, and then wrap itself around a tree branch and be like, "I'm not here. I'm hiding." Ha 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 ha, and then kill things. Um, One. I'm, <laughs> thank you for fear. <laughs> I just like I don't like, I haven't looked up. Uh, maybe this is Nate gives five spider facts. I don't know. This might be where I'm going. No, but, I don't want to talk about yeah. spiders that much. I love spiders. They're so cool. So I, you love that I find Interesting. What? You love spiders? Yeah, they're so freaking cool. I've known you for coming on three years now i've never heard you talk about spiders once i have seen like all of the pbs videos on spiders that exist i didn't know you were like secretly david bowie that's crazy 
<laughs> I'm not. I don't do a whole. I mean, I, I guess I watch a decent amount of animal stuff, but it's mostly paleontology. Uh, but the, the like, I love bugs because if they just feel like, um, I don't know, because they reproduce so fast, I feel like you get a, a bunch of weird biodiversity and there's a bunch of different mechanics that they use at the smaller scale. So, yeah, uh, uh, like, for example, the there's a jumping spider. And I think it is so freaking cool because the jumping spider that jumps, I think it's the farthest, uh, launches itself by curling up its back legs, emptying them of all of their blood by sucking it up into <laughs> the rest of its body. And then its heart just flings all that blood back into its legs so that the legs just like flick out faster than a muscle could contract. Oh, that's so that's really cool. They have like a heart attack every time they need to jump. Oh, dude, I it's am, bananas. I am putting a content warning about spiders on this fucking episode, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, wait, hold on. There's more spider facts. What about that spider, Nate, that uh, that can like find its way back by like tapping the ground or something? Uh, yes, there are spiders that do this. I can't remember the exact one you're thinking of. That just creeps me out because they can just like they just figure out how to go back like after miles of miles of going distance just by like being like tap tap tap. Okay, this is the way I want to go. Yeah, now I gotta look that one up because I don't remember it completely, and I need to remember all the spider facts. All right, Jim, buying us time. Uh, what is a random fact you would like to share with the universe? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Kai, sing a song uh, for Jim knows facts, and please make it end satisfyingly and not <laughs> just go off. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> da 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 da. Jim knows facts. All right, I need you to sing a little bit longer. <laughs> uh, just, um, just a teensy bit yeah, uh, to come yeah. up with a new fact. Uh, okay. Uh, the ants go marching, Jim. No facts. <laughs> hurrah, hurrah. The ants go marching, Jim. No facts. Hurrah, hurrah. The ants go marching. I don't know, but Jim knows facts, and that's okay, because we're all here to learn what Jim knows. And it's great, because he's smart. And he's really fun, and I'm glad he's my host. I'm gonna say the nice things, and that's the song. Are you actually looking things up? Or now, are you just... now I'm listening to the song. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely not listening to that uh, song. Uh, so my fact is that an the gestation period of an elephant is 22 months. <clears throat> uh, that's all I know about that. Uh, well, I'll, I I'll got that from that fact. Oh, uh, hold on. I would just want to give you the source of that fact. Please, please. I learned it from an episode of Full House, and then I looked it up and found out that it was true. <laughs> That's the best way to find facts, right? You verify them, and then they're real. Um, the piggyback for that is uh, apparently when we're looking at like the history of other creatures that have existed in the archaeological record, uh, the largest mammal to ever live was significantly larger than an elephant. Um, and they actually think that it was the largest, and there's no proof for this, but that's kind of like widely believed, is that the gestation period likely goes up linearly. We could do it with the, the mammals we see today. The larger ones have longer um, gestation mm -hmm. periods. And they think that this land mammal was so big that you cannot get bigger because the gestation period would be too long to actually have like a long running surviving species so they kind of like maxed out body size weird because like i wouldn't have thought that like the body size would be because would be halted because of the gestation period like i would have thought it would be because like 
well, they got too big, and then their blood weighed them down, and now they can't move around, and that's how they died. <laughs> that's how cranberries became fruit. Don't, don't. Fruit halfway through. Okay, look, fruits are. Here's a fact: fruits are former gigantic animals that <laughs> that devolved into things we put in smoothies. This Every, fact has been brought to you by Jim. It's a complete lie. Sorry. <laughs> look, look up the fact, everybody. Uh, when it becomes true, you can re- recite that one on a podcast <laughs> one day too. Oh um, I, there. Here's a fun. Here's a fun little fact. If we're gonna just have more fun facts, so we're doing for another hour. Welcome to the fun <laughs> fact episode, everybody. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, it's been debated, and it goes back and forth. But they believe that the largest living thing to have ever existed on Earth was and is the blue whale. It goes back and forth. Some sometimes they think like, oh, no, we actually found something that's bigger. And then they go they go back and they're like, oh, no, actually, it was the blue whale. It kind of it kind of keeps going back and forth. Right. Until we go deeper, until we actually are able to go deeper, because we're going to find some shit. And I feel like it's going to be bigger until we find. A turtle with an island on its back. Oh, <laughs> that's a segue. Nate, tell us more about your facts, because I don't care about the t- the turtle with it. The... Why was there a creation story in the middle of the movie? <laughs> that was weird to me. Go ahead, Nate. Tell us a fact. Uh, a, fa- a fact. Um, hmm. I was listening to yours so much that I wasn't thinking of my own facts. Well, wait, that's fair. One... We can talk about something else. No, there's one you told. You told someone else, and I remember who it was, but it was because they were sketched out about. You learned your facts on NPR. There was an NPR thing you learned about elevators and why we're not like we shouldn't be concerned and we're not going to die. So for anybody that's afraid about elevators, uh, sorry to put you on the spot, Nate. You want to? No, no, this is a feel safe. Elevators are safe. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. And like, so it's, it, this wasn't an NPR fact. This is just like, I do engineering and I care about how stuff works. <laughs> I'm a big Otis fan. They make all, all the elevators. Uh, but, you know, the thing is, I can't I can't remember the name of this, the, the screw that they use or like the, you know, the mechanism, because that's I do software. I'm, I'm not that kind of engineer. I just like how things work. Anyway, if you look up how an elevator works, um, when you when you look at it, it's really clear that when they turn the screw part, the gear turns and makes you go up and down. But if the gear moves, it doesn't turn the screw. <laughs> like if you just look at it and you're like, oh, the elevator can't make the shaft turn. It's just it's just not going to go anywhere. Uh, it could fall if that mechanism breaks, but they do a lot of work to make sure that that is super, super robust, which is why you get inspected all the time and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can replace it if they need. It's elevators are very, very, very safe. <laughs> Even when that fails, uh, the risk of dying is very, very slim uh, due to the safety that they have for the braking. Um, yeah, it's not the only safety mechanism by far, which is... Oh, really God, cool. no. Yeah, it's like step one. <laughs> it's like safety step one is insanely safe. If that fails, we have a just as insanely st- uh, safe step right behind it. Right. And the third step is, is they've actually made it so it's like the Tower of Terror. So it's fun. It goes all the way down and then <laughs> springs back up and it's wee! and it's fine. Uh, my get ready for this relationship mess. My co-workers ex-girlfriend was working in a building where that happened. 
like a, a an elevator failed and like dropped a bunch of stories and everyone survived like not even like miraculously they were just like yeah everything went according to plan if an elevator were to fail so but she, <laughs> apparently she said it was like the loudest thing ever happened wait so how many how many stories are we talking about here like they went you said it so that means this device must have broken and they went down uh i didn't ask that because i wasn't that interested in the story right when he told me it <laughs> <laughs> i was just like wow an elevator failed and it was loud weird <laughs> so code review <laughs> well that's well, that's the thing that's the thing because I feel like we look at all these systems of, like, bridges, they're really, really safe. Elevators, they're really, really safe. You know, all these other engineers who've done their work and really feel personally responsible for the safety of others have figured this out, and everyone largely agrees um, that, that these are relatively safe systems. Then you get to software, and everyone largely agrees that all of it is trash and none of us are doing our jobs right. And that's just really, you know, not great. I feel like that's because software is very logic-based. I don't know where I was going with that thought. Um, I felt like it <laughs> was going somewhere. It, it's not It's not as math-based as we should have it. Like, it is It is definitely math-based, math but, like, the good, the good stuff is definitely more math-based than what most of us do. I would strongly agree with that. Since I have just recently learned several new programming languages, uh, more on the math side of stuff uh, that care about safety, like that kind of uh, put more work in to get more safety guarantees out. Those are the tools that we just don't see a lot, um, which sucks for me because I really want to be the kind of engineer who says, yeah, jumping up and down on this bridge, you're not going to die. Uh, but at, at my work, it, basically all the jobs I've ever worked at. I've never been able to use those kinds of tools um, just because that's it makes it a little bit harder for them to just rip cash out of the system. Because <laughs> it takes <laughs> a little longer for me to build really safe code and it doesn't seem to make people more money. I think there's also the idea of bridges don't have this problem where bad guys are in a constant state of trying to destroy the bridge. Like... We do put in safety mechanisms, but there's constantly people who are trying to fuck with our code. Yeah, because there's people who can write it just as good actually know how to fuck with it, right? Right. And we don't have we don't have bad guy bridge builders who are trying to destroy bridges by like using bridge making. And like and for that reason I feel like we should end we should end up being safer almost but I think we've gone backwards in that regard cuz uh like even without people attacking us uh software fails all the time like there was some time um there's a bunch of famous like uh software failures one in a in a medical industry it just like killed a bunch of people in a hospital just a regular old software failure the people who wrote it it wasn't an attack it's just there was a bug and it killed people nice. um there's one with uh, a big bank. I can't remember which one. It just it just took a bunch of people's home mortgages and uh, put them all in default. And say, they couldn't recover them. it. <laughs> but they couldn't recover what, how much they had paid into their loans. And so it totally financially screwed over everybody. You know, like that kind of stuff. Like, no attackers required. Just they wrote it and it sucked. And then people suffered. 
That's true. There, but and <laughs> that also uh, comes to mind with like the bridge isn't also trying to attack itself. Yeah, <laughs> like it, yeah. there's there's so many things like there aren't rogue b- b- bridge builders. There are <laughs> the bridge isn't trying to attack itself, and then there's also like people driving the bridge aren't constantly. Uh, bad at driving across bridges <laughs> and need a manual to drive across the bridge. Do you like where this metaphor is going? Do you, so... do you like how I think they pro- programs are bridges? Yeah, it falls apart pretty quick. So what do you both do that's a similar profession that I don't do? Uh, I used to work at a shop, right? Uh, <laughs> cutting meat. <laughs> I used to wait tables, but it was at like an old folks home, not a real restaurant. So that's probably how, you know. Oh, you- similar. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I used to serve a lot of old people. Because you know who likes meat? Old people. Is that a, okay? Is, no, no, is that a thing. Seriously, though, no. <laughs> there was this old lady, like, because they were all old, because it was literally like a nursing home. Um, but it was like pre-nursing home. They didn't really need medical care. They were just old and wanted to be social with each other. There was this woman. I can't remember her name, but she ordered the steak, and I was like, "Sure, how would you like it cooked?" And she said, "I don't." <laughs> Tartar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was like, "Okay, wait, what? Like, you mean like rare?" And she goes, "No, no. Tell the chef he knows me." And I, I go in the back, and I was like, "Wait, she doesn't want her steak cooked." And he's like, Ugh, "I'll do the legal thing." And he just like tosses it in the pan, like for yep. four seconds, and hands it back. And then he pours all of the blood from the cutting board onto her plate, so it's mm-hmm. just swimming. <laughs> and she mopped her bread in it and loved it. What was it like serving a caveman? <laughs> you met Cro-Magnon that day. Yeah, what? I, like the, this this cave woman really just liked, um, you know, whipped cream too. Her dessert. She was like, just give oh. me extra bl- whipped cream on the side. <laughs> not on her steak. Okay. She's not a total <laughs> I, freak. I have an image of this, like all Fred Flintstone out in my mind with just like ragged hair and just like one of those Bam Bam sticks, like sitting to the side of the table just in case she needs it. Yeah, like Nate went back, went into the back, and it was, uh, and he's just like, she doesn't want it cooked at all. And then he's just like, Wilma. <laughs> My favorite part of this though is that when you look at her, she's like, like I don't know, like five foot flat, and just like she looks like she just knit fourteen sweaters and is just a little tired from all the Christmas knitting. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's like, I have vampire teeth. Can I have more blood? <sighs> Yeah, from my many years of waiting tables, that was always a thing that I felt uncomfortable about. Because most people are just like, yeah, literally, like, throw in the pan, flap it on both sides, or flip it on both sides, flippity-flap, flap, flap, and that's it. That's all they want. And I've had chefs in the past who said, no, I won't do that. I just won't. Because, I don't know, you said the legal thing, so I guess it, that's may, the legal. Be, it may be a state-to-state thing, or is it literally that's, that's all you got to do is flip it once or twice, and that's it? I believe that would be a health <laughs> health uh, and safety thing which i forget who's the health and safety people the the way we used to do it at one of my jobs back in new hampshire was you know it was like at, like before medium rare we we just write mowing <laughs> yeah yeah i know steak comes from cow cow oh, yeah you get it i i was hoping there's someone out there who's just like oh the whole time those chick-fil-a advertisements <laughs> starting to make a lot more sense Right. Chickens come from cows. <laughs> Never mind. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I always like those, though. Like, the cows being like, yeah, we gotta put up the sign. <laughs> God damn it, we gotta get them on chickens. Super hard. That was, 
That was a really clever campaign. That was pretty good. That was definitely the first time I ever heard of a Chick-fil-A. But what I really wanted was a bunch of like uh like people like dressed as cows, uh like you would see at like an amusement park, just like spinning a sign <laughs> on top being like, over here, go eat this. I'm sorry. Have you never been to a Chick-fil-A? They do those they do those all the time. Jim, I'm queer. I'm not allowed to go to Chick-fil-A. It's against the rules. Good point. Have uh, I are they invisible to you though? Like, <laughs> do you sometimes like crash your car and I want to go, oh, fuck a building. So like, <laughs> when I chose to be queer, um, that's how it works. Uh, it's actually you have to get uh, like you have to get a modification to your eyeballs. And yes, uh, I am unable to see a lot of things. Um, I can't see bullet whiskey, by the way, folks. They're homophobic as fuck. Don't support bullet. I'm going to say that right now. I don't care. Is that libel? Can I get in trouble? Um. Technically, yes. No, well, <laughs> I, it, if one of our nine listeners is bullet whiskey, then yeah, we could get in trouble. <laughs> no, but they have a lesbian daughter, and so she came out. They just like tried to like sneak her in the back and pretend like the family was fine. And uh, eventually, she just came forward and was like, "This is abusive. I got to be honest about it." And I think she has her own company now. Uh, but fuck them. That's not cool. But yeah, no, there's there's definitely a few companies that yeah, just boycott. Don't don't buy shit there. Just don't do it. Did you think it was weird in 2016 when we had no vice president? That's a joke because you can't see Mike Pence. Uh, we're going to move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so true, though. Can we, can we go into the movie? I just want to talk about the... <laughs> what movie? Just, no, I don't know. Fuck the movie that much. But I just want to talk about the, the golden hand. Uh, what is the hand of... What is it called? The hand Midas of what? hand. I guess. Cool. Yeah. So I don't think it's consistent. Um, I don't, I don't, like, I get it that, you know, whatever the fucking McFuck face, uh, the guy who was a gray bodied human for some reason in oh, this movie, uh, uh, yeah. His name means like a very bad man who doesn't own things. Right. It, like he's, something very stupid like that. I'm going to look it up while you talk. He's the guy with the little like claw hands, but when they, they basically, they get rid of him in the big climax of the film by throwing this hand, which turns everything into gold. And he catches it, unfortunately, by the golden part, turning him into gold. He falls. That's fine. But when they toss it onto, when he slams it down uh, on the ground and it turns the entire, like, island, whatever it is, into gold, why is it when Aladdin puts it in, like, a T-shirt or whatever the fuck it is, uh, you know, because he's got sweet teas, uh, it all of a sudden doesn't turn everything else. He's allowed to put that against his chest, whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. So the way I justify that is that the stone that he touched was actually like the majority of the building. I I do agree that it kind of went too far there, but I'm just like, maybe it's all cut from the same stone or it's literally all the turtle. And so like, or, or it's all the shell or all the something. Uh, but otherwise it, it does seem like if there's one layer between you and it, you're probably good. I just, I don't think I can handle the anxiety of owning that, which I mean, I was mad when they had that father-son moment, and he's like, yeah, but you're the true treasure the whole time. I'm going to take this sweet device that could be used to keep us happy and take care of a lot of people. I could even maybe buy this whole town that is the size of this fucking palace, like a decent home. Nah, fuck that. I'm just going to throw it into the ocean as a monumental moment to tell my son that he matters more. I mean, to be fair, the existence, the existence of that would drive down the price of gold to a very low price because now everything is gold. So who cares? 
or he would have all the money uh, because, as we know from Agrabah, one guy gets all the money and then everyone else gets to be poor as hell. And now two guys will have all the money. <laughs> also, uh, Saluk's name translates to a poor low-life thief who owns nothing. Hmm. Well, that, that adds up. The thing, <laughs> the thing I wrote down that I thought when I saw Hand of Midas and I was like, oh my God, think of all the science we could do. Because you're right about driving the price down, but sometimes in science you just like really, you just really need um, gold because it just has such fantastic properties. And so we use it in like our space shuttles, we use it in electronics, we use it in a lot of things and it's just so expensive that sometimes you have to settle for a metal that isn't nearly as good. Uh, but if we had the Hand of Midas, who cares about the economy? We could do so much good stuff. Right. Like, I mean, granted, just find something else that's equally like fun, substitute it. And you're right. Now we'd be able to use it for a more functional purpose. And that would have been a lot better. Uh, I would have been, I honestly, if I had that, I would have kept that probably on the like the hush hush and then use that money that I was able to get to like donate towards charities or just like slowly sneak it in because that way it's not so obvious because you don't want a lot of people knowing you have this thing. Yeah. It's like when you win the lottery. Right. Keep that you... shit to yourself. There's there's tons of people who when they win the lottery they come wearing masks because they don't want anyone to know that they want all this money because the murder rate of uh mm. of people who win the lottery is ridiculous as is the suicide rate which brings us to murder suicide <laughs> <laughs> the longest inside joke that no one knows about <laughs> you're welcome everyone uh yeah that actually makes a lot of sense. There was one guy when I lived in Cambridge that he did win uh, the lottery. I don't exactly know how much money, but enough that everybody liked talk shop about him. And he didn't really change much. He came back all the time. He still got his Budweiser classic bottle. Uh, he'd usually buy a round for the whole bar and then leave. Um, but like, I don't know. I thought that was, it's nice. But also, do you really want the whole restaurant you're in to know you have a lot of money? Yeah, because then someone meets you out in the parking lot. Right. Maybe that's why he hangs with the Budweiser's and keeps it on the DL. Or he honestly, I think he just likes it. I like he also only buys them Budweiser's. Like, hey, everyone, here's Budweiser. I could buy you the most expensive drink here, but I'm only going to get you a... You know what? No. Bud Light. <laughs> Sounds like one of my old roommates in college. Uh, he would... He... Not in college. After college. Uh, in D.C. It's just some rando from Craigslist. And he would go to bars and then the next day he'd like wake up with these receipts stuffed in his pockets and he'd be like, dude, oh man, it's another $500 night at the bar. You know what I mean? I was like, no, I cannot relate to this. What the hell are you talking about? And he's like, you know, when you're like drunk enough that you're just like, next one's on me. And I was like, no, I never do that. That's very stupid. And he does this every weekend. I did that one time when I was like 21. Like I was just so excited. I met a group of people they were all very similar to me. I arm wrestled a lot of them and I got very excited. It was like, this round's on me. And luckily everyone only bought one shot that round. Uh, and it cost me like $40 for a round. Oh, that's actually very reasonable. Yeah, they were like $5 shots. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Thank you everyone for knowing that I'm 21 and <laughs> work at a shop right and have made $100 this week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I... So I've gotten screwed really bad. I want to say it was my freshman year of college. I wanted to make sure everybody liked me. I went out with a bunch of people that I was mostly meeting for like the first or second time. 
And then I was the last person with the bill. Everybody went out and smoked and started walking to the next bar. Next thing I know, I'm the only one sitting at this table. And we still have $150 still, like, ish owed to the bill. And I wasn't able to tip this person. So smooth move Kai was like, I could take you out on a date. Uh Uh-huh. Did you? Worst date of my life. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to tell you the most awkward time I've ever watched someone ask someone out. Me and my friend went out to a bar to drink on like a Tuesday or whatever. And him and this waitress were like kind of hitting it off a little bit. And like she was like, all right, I'm going to go get your uh, I'm going to go get your uh, drinks. And he was like, yeah, I think this I think me and this waitress are kind of hitting it off. And I was like, yeah, I think so. You should probably like ask for her number or something. And he was like, yeah, you're right. I should. And she comes back with uh, his drink and he goes, you didn't spit in this, right? And she was like, oh, no. And he goes, do you wanna? (laughs) What? And then she went, "Uh uh-oh. And then just like walked and was just like, no. And then she like walked away. And then at the very end, she was like, here's your check. And then like left as soon as possible. And then we were walking, we were walking out of the bar. He's like, I should get her number. I was like, I think you should let her go. He's like, no, no, I'm going to do it. And he went back and got her number. And I was like, oh, my God. God." And obviously she never answered him. Right. It was hopefully a 555 number. Yeah, she gave him the number of God from Bruce Almighty. (laughs) (laughs) Just 555. Yeah, 555. If I'm lucky, Jim, I can get the other seven. No, (laughs) that's such an unfair, in my opinion, as I've grown, I've realized, I think it's an unfair position to put someone in, right? Like, I was trying to be mindful of that as a Lyft driver. uh, And I guess that kind of goes both ways. Like, I guess it's the other side where, like, I didn't, I never wanted to ask out a passenger because it's like a weird power dynamic i think it's weird both ways honestly i don't know i i've left my number on a napkin and said if yeah. you want to contact me that's fine it's less confrontational and like puts them less in a spot to like answer you right then and doesn't mess with their night as much like nobody wants that in the middle of a friday night to be put on the spot like that um but i guess it depends on body language and how people are actually reading each other but okay. i don't know i i, I felt weird before, before. I did it before. Went on a date with a girl. I, I I was at a bar, or no, I wasn't at a bar. I was at a a, a rest. I, I was at a diner, uh, nice. and it was just one of those things where it was like 10 p.m. I was there with my friends, and me and the waitress kind of hit it off. Uh, and you could tell it was a little bit. It was kind of different because at some point I was I was saying like bare facts, and uh, and I was like, and the waitress happened to like walk like happened to like come up, and I'd be like, hold on, I'm telling bare facts. Here, sit down and listen. <laughs> And she's because she said, I'm handsome. And she sat down and listened to me and give these bare facts. She was like, that was wonderful. I will go on a date with this man. And then like at the end of the night, I like left my number and then we went on a date later that night. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I was like, when you get off work and she was like this time. And I was like, you want to go on the date? And she was like, fuck it. Yeah, let's do it. I think if you're not a creep about it, I guess that's the biggest thing, right? You got to feel it out. And that makes more sense. I think if you just, this, I think I've just seen my friends do that to people in a very like not okay way. That's all. Um, yeah. We're going to have to do like a, a, a video episode now. Cause everyone needs to see how beautiful you are, Jim. Not right now. I'm not. <laughs> uh, I, look, I look like a country star who's going through a, a breakdown at the moment. Nice. <laughs> this song. This song's called. Um, uh, uh, alcoholism made me leave my <laughs> wife. Oh, no. 
Oh, and that's a political yeah. statement. Is it? <laughs> no. I didn't. I didn't realize alcoholism was political. <laughs> Nate, another fun fact. Right now, go. <laughs> Here comes Nate. He's got fun facts. He's gonna give us a fact because they're great. I'll buy you a minute. Uh, the only fun fact I know is that uh, mules can't reproduce. That's it. Uh, they just mule and a mule. A mule and a mule get at it just for fun. I think. Um, so here's a fun little here's a fun fact from Jim's life. One time, uh, me and my coworker were having an argument about. Well, we we weren't having an argument. We were having a, we were talking about what a species is, and I went, I think it's when two things have sex. I think it's when actually I, it was much more crass. I was like, I think it's when two things fuck, and then they have a kid, and then that thing can fuck and have kids. And he was like, What the fuck, Jim? Let's look it up. And he looked it up. He was like. Jim, that was dictionary definition correct. <laughs> he was like, that is exactly the definition of a, uh, of a species. If two things are in that category, then you are correct. And I was like, huh, nailed it. Yeah, good job, Jim. <laughs> he was like, yeah, he was like, you were, he was like, you were <laughs> way dumber about it than what's written here, but you kind of nailed it. I appreciate you, Jim. I genuinely do. Thanks. Thanks. Avocado. Nate, did we buy you enough time? I mean, that was plenty of time. I, I, I don't know. I'm just not coming up with the fun ones. No, it's totally fair. What about unfun facts that are really terrifying that are going to make our guests want to turn off the episode right now? Yeah, I got. I, I, just, talk I, about. I could talk about spiders forever. That's that's probably that's that fine. Give, it. Then we're going to get one more spider fact. I'm already going to have to put a content warning. So we, at this point, just keep going. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jim, Hold on. Your... The song. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. Spider facts. They're facts. Boogie woogie woogie. Go ahead. Da, 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 bo, no, no, don't end the songs like that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the song already came to a satisfying conclusion. We don't need to end it again. <clears throat> Go ahead, Nate. Now I'm just running through all the different kinds of spiders I know. And I don't know which <laughs> one. <laughs> I would love it if this podcast for the next half hour was just you naming spiders while we very patiently <laughs> remember. Do you know, do you know anything about Spider Man? Me? I mean, I don't Flash know. Like, okay, I don't know a whole lot about Spider Man. I played the video game. He was my favorite superhero. I not because of the associated with spiders. I just really liked like nerdy geeky person who's not that. He's not Superman, right? I could relate to Spider Man because I was nerdy geeky, unlike child. I might as well like have superpowers and save the day. Uh, I also just like spiders for unrelated reasons. So if like Michael Sarah got abs. Uh... I don't. I, I, <laughs> wait, I know he's wait, 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 <laughs> wait. Go back. Hold what up. do you mean? What about Michael Sarah with abs? Where did that come from? He's kind of geeky. He to me, he's one of the dweeby boys. And I've talked about this. There's something about really like dweeby lanky cis dudes that. I just want to make them carry my bags as, like, our sexual dynamic. <laughs> that how you feel about me? Uh, I mean, I do love... Jim, if you want to carry my bags, I'll take it. I just... I might, like, kind of flutter for a minute <laughs> and get real hot in my pants region. Uh, so that's just something you should know about me. If you don't want that dynamic to happen between us, don't grab my shit. <laughs> Fine. I don't want to give you an erection, so... <laughs> uh, no, I don't know what it is. I've... I just want someone that I can kind of push around a little bit. And we're very tall. I understand. We're tall. <laughs> we, we're tall and have a weird uh, center of gravity because it's in a different place than most people. 
Yes. So it's Although, fine. I'm like a weeble. It's very hard to knock me down. Nate, what's your spider fact? What is... Okay, so let's go with um, Black Widow spiders. So they make these really interesting kinds uh, of webs, which is actually not the, the fun fact. There's several fun facts here. But anyway, they make this really cool web, and they do it under, like... It, they're three-dimensional, so they're not two-dimensional, which is interesting. And Wait. they don't look regular. Aren't all spiders three-dimensional? No, some of them are flat, Jim. That's the terrifying part. <laughs> <laughs> no, like the like an orb weaver uh, makes a spider web that is the web is in two dimensions, right? So it's just a flat. Oh, we're talking about the webs. I'm sorry, I wasn't like fully listening to you. Go ahead. Such a good yeah, host. Yeah, okay, I'm the host. You're the other host. Fuck you. Go ahead, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> you are the host. You're the host. Boogie woogie woogie. <laughs> And so these black widow spiders <laughs> make <laughs> they make three dimensional webs, right? So they want they want like the underside of a chair or something, like something where they have lots of points to like make this giant like nonsense. Um, but it's not like a, a nest. I don't know. You, you can't really see it. Anyway, uh, what they need to do to like get uh, uh, mates, the the female black widow spider will make these webs and then like cover them in pheromones so that when the wind blows by, it'll like attract all the males. Um, but what happens when a male comes over and is just like, Hey, I want this. He runs around cutting up her whole web into nothing so that no other males can figure out where she is. And then when he goes and he's like, great, you get to, you get to take my kiddos. Here's my genetic package. Yo. Um, <laughs> he drops this, like this, um, internal organ that he has that's a uh, corkscrew shaped uh and it locks her up so that no one else can get inside that's fucking nuts i hate <laughs> that. it's really disgusting <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why jim and i are perfect co-hosts <laughs> is during that entire time we just kept making sexual gestures but nate is so stone cold like fact focused it didn't face him in the least he just blacked out and just could imagine a spider and that and it's just <laughs> I just picture you like picturing a 3D model of a spider that was just like swinging around. I can do was... both. I can enjoy your sexual gestures and think of 3D models of spiders. My brain is multifaceted. So my art was trying to get across that I had eight arms trying to like blow like I had eight arms going and maybe eight dicks going at the same time too. So I was doing gestures for like a spider uh like orgy, I think was going down. I fisted in a corkscrew as soon as you said corkscrew. Mm. These were beautiful works of art that I'm sad your listeners don't get to see. This is why we got to make never. this a video, man. Never. I will never make this a video. I want them to live in terror. Terror is not the word I want, but you get the idea. In a tower of terror? It's not that good of a callback. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a callback. It's yeah. fine. It's that fun. Was a seven out of ten. Don't yeah. don't sell yourself short. That's probably what I gave this movie on IMDb. Actually, yeah, Jim, what did you rate this movie? I think I actually gave it a six. Six out of ten. And Nate, wow, wow which Jim. is slightly worse than better. <laughs> it's slightly worse than good. Well, here's the thing. I don't really rate movies. I don't know a whole lot about movie quality. I just know what makes me feel good, and this I like this movie, so it gets a nine out of ten from me. Damn. Yeah. That's that's how I rate movies. It's how how they make me feel. It's just this movie didn't make me feel great. 
Well, if my calculations are right, uh, we don't do that on this podcast. Who gives a shit? <laughs> it doesn't matter where it stands in relation That's to That's a 15 out of 20. <laughs> Three Gib Gibs on the board. <laughs> is, this, is this a new bit we're doing? Yeah, it gets one treasure. We're going back to the treasure bit. Nate, give us the theme song to the Gib Gibs. Go ahead. Gib, 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 Gib. Oh, I give, thought... give, 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 give. <laughs> I really thought it was going to end with give, give. <laughs> <laughs> that was the song, man. Do the segment. Do the segment. Oh, uh, well, we talked about <laughs> we've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's still one of my favorite ideas that we should talk about it for those who didn't listen to episode four, Home Alone, uh, whatever the fuck it was. Uh, but the idea of a podcast is just about uh, like movies that could have Muppets in it and every episode is just like five seconds like yeah Home Alone that could have Muppets in it (laughs) (laughs) and brought to you by like the the actual sponsors are longer than the episode of the podcast (laughs) brought to you by Squarespace do you want to make a new website (laughs) oh sorry we gotta do this ad real quick (sighs) this is exactly why TikTok exists (laughs) yeah that's true are you a TikToker Nate? I have one, and I mostly have it because they make uh, links annoying to open, which is a really skeezy strategy to get you to sign up, but it worked. And my friend sends me links, and I just watch his links, and then I close the app. Is that is that from me? No, it's not. Do you send me TikTok links? Mm, but I, I use TikTok a lot. Then why would you think that friend is you? <laughs> yeah, idiot. My head explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Local com- local Philadelphia comedian dies today. Hey, uh, folks, I'm looking for uh, uh, someone to be my other host. If you don't mind, uh, just go into one of our social media uh, like locations and just applying. That'd be fine. Local podcast host, head explodes today. Other host, looking for host. If you could be tall and lanky and someone who can carry my bags to the point where I'd kind of get an erection while hanging out with you, but like on a friend way. That'd be tight. Oh my god, John Mulaney, what are you doing signing up? <laughs> He's rehab, leave him alone. <laughs> he won't be when this episode comes out. Oh, actually, good point, because he's that good. And also, he was only supposed to be, he's going for a two-month stint, and we're recording a month into him being in rehab. I'm going to take a real moment and just say I genuinely hope he does better, because he's one of my, uh, he's one of my favorite comedians. I really hope he, hope he gets back on, uh, whatever. I'll, it's not linear, right? Kai, I'll be honest. I hope everyone in rehab does better. <laughs> Anyone who is in rehab or is going in rehab or has been in rehab, I hope you do better. I hope things are going well. <laughs> do you think our podcast reaches rehabs? Well, knowing what I know about rehabs, no. They're not allowed to have their phones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring in cassette tapes of our podcast and just leave them in rehab centers. Why not a CD? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I press this into vinyl. You can only play this on your... Wait, you can only play this on the Victrola. The Rehab's Victrola. You know how every rehab has a, an old-timey record player that you have to you you have to crank it up and a dog listens to it because his master's voice is on it? Yeah, everyone knows that. Everyone knows all those things. Welcome to the segment called Everyone Knows. Jim does this on every fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Jim Says Relatable Things. <laughs> 
We all know about the dog listening to his master's voice and he's sitting on the grave of his, or he's sitting on the coffin of his master. We all know it. I feel like there's, we have different fans on this podcast. Like there are people, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. There are people that get your shit. Uh, that's about it, actually. <laughs> I don't know if anybody gets my shit. There's nobody who gets my shit. I'm, I, I like to think of myself as, uh, too specific. Hmm. Like, in comedy, you're supposed to be specific. But sometimes, it's like, uh, okay, when you are when you do comedy, specific numbers aren't funny. That's my comedy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> saying things that are so specific, it's like I'm saying a very specific number. Right, you do some sort of math equation, and then like someone's in the audience, like, yeah, that's right, that's 100% correct. <laughs> It's not funny when someone says he was five thousand six hundred and thirty-seven miles away. That's not funny. You just said more. No- you just said a bunch of numbers. Who cares? You know what is funny? A hundred and six miles to Chicago. You got half a pack of cigarettes, a full t- pack of gas. It's dark, and you're wearing sunglasses. That was a reference to the Blues Brothers. It's like, are you writing a movie? <laughs> I was thinking it was like a elementary school like math problem, and I was like, if you smoke this many cigarettes per hour. Uh, I've always wanted to drive to Chicago and like park the car 106 miles away and then go, it's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a half a tank of half a tank of gas, a full pack. Of, no. Oh my God. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark and we're wearing sunglasses. We got to commit Jim. Is that a, is that a series? Is that a franchise? Do they have enough of them? Yep, two. I only have two. Well, fuck it. We're doing it anyways, and we're gonna go to we're gonna go all the way not to Chicago, but almost to Chicago, and then drive right back. We're gonna go, we're gonna drive 106 miles away from Chicago, <laughs> which I'm sure is in the mountains, and I will be afraid. Wait, in the what? It's in the plains. There's no mountains in Chicago. Yeah, but 106 miles away from Chicago. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that does that doesn't seem like far enough away to get to mountains. I'm gonna look up how far away are mountains from Chicago. <laughs> Let's do it. I mean, maybe in the Canada side, but that seems like too far. Yeah, but you wouldn't drive from Canada to Chicago. I always like to like to think about people listening, being like, you guys are idiots. I know this. You know, just like, I really, <laughs> I hope there's someone just anxious driving their car right now and be like, I know this. <laughs> like, there's, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Okay, the distance from uh, the closest mountain to Chicago is 587 uh, miles away. You're welcome. Wait, no, that doesn't sound right. That's the Smoky Mountains. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I was gonna say uh, I was thinking that was a little far away, but I'm still pretty sure that 100 miles away you won't get. Let's look at a map of Chicago. I keep just typing in Chicago. <laughs> is that we're gonna call it from now? Because all of our friends keep moving from Philadelphia to Chicago. Yes, Scott Campbell, who will be on this podcast soon. Stop leaving people. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna call it Chicago from now on. That'll be humiliating. <laughs> That'll get him. Uh, it might be kind of close. Uh, it's probably the closest mountain is probably about 200 miles away. Hmm. I still don't feel wrong. Okay, you win, Nate. You you are the most. <laughs> You did it, Nate. Congratulations. You did it. Nate wins. Nate wins. Nate wins every time. Fuck Jim. You could have just edited it before the fuck Jim. I always add a thing, Jim. That's my thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, Nate, I feel like you have some content on that piece of paper, and I want you to bring it up. So what are some things that you would like to talk to us about, or some quotes or anything that really, like, hit you? Okay. I didn't take too many notes, because I didn't want, you know... I wanted to watch the movie. It was really nice. Uh, okay, there's, there's a couple things. Okay, so from my world, I do... I like databases a lot. I used to work on one, and... Well, Where is this going? <laughs> I'm so curious how you're going to go from databases to Aladdin and the King of Thieves. <laughs> the Oracle mm. is a major part of this movie, and Oracle is a fantastic name for a database. And it is. It's one of the, the largest databases that there is, the Oracle SQL database. And... Uh, like it says, knows all, tells all, you know, one question, one answer. Like, it's amazing. It's so perfect. And I'm so mad that I don't like it. Like, it was good for its time. But like, come on, it's so expensive. And it, it, you could do better. Are you with... talking about Oracle, the database or Oracle from the movie that you don't like? Oh, the Oracle of the movie is mostly great. Uh, this, I have a, I'm, I'm just very confused with the quality of the, the Oracle's answers. The database is what I was talking about. But OK, listen to this, though. Where the quality of his Oracle's answers are very, very widespread. Like, I will show you the way. And then, like, literally has this giant light in the sky that sits there for a whole day <laughs> right. to get there. I Listen, also was pissed about that. Your daddy's trapped. Sure. I, I was also very pissed at the quality of her answers. Because, yeah, they were like, where's the treasure? And she was like, I'll show you the way. And then she just zips out of there. And at first I was going to be like, I thought they were just going to be there standing in the middle of the ocean like, we couldn't follow her fast enough. That was our one chance. <laughs> End of movie. You're okay. she, she fucking bailed on us as soon as she could. She did not want to be in that scepter any longer. Also, she's trapped in a scepter. Uh, she doesn't get that genie thing at the end where she gets freed. She just has to live in a scepter. Uh, that sucks. I did. I did think it was a little overpacked. I'm like, why do we really need a genie and an oracle in one movie? Like, really? Uh, I don't know. It didn't do anything for me. Sure, whatever. I mean, can't you just be like, hey, genie? I know we're like, I don't own you or anything because you're not my slave anymore. But like, could you just happen to use your magic to tell me where the fuck this is? If you can remember who, uh, fucking, whatever. If you know who Robin Williams is as a genie, <laughs> you should probably be able to know that. Here's. A thing that bothered me. He went to go save his father from the 40 thieves. He, in his mind, he has to either sneak into their secret lair and sneak his father out or fight 40 men to, uh, to free his father, right? That's what his thought was going into that. Why did the genie stay at home with Jasmine? He's an all-powerful genie, and he stayed at home to plan a wedding that was already planned. Yeah, I, I also thought the same thing, but I think he, I legitimately think he was rebuilding the palace because it had just been, like, flattened. Aladdin could die at the hand of 40 thieves, <laughs> and he's like, no, nah, I'd rather have this building stay up. Like, it works out in the end because we find out that Kasim is the top thief, number one on the on the top 40 thieves top of the, the charts <laughs> hey there listeners here's our top 40 thieves number <laughs> number five saluk um <laughs> and coming in at number one we have a letter from young abu who doesn't speak that much in this movie 
No, sadly. I really love a booze and carpets dynamic, and we didn't get to see enough of it. And he writes, Well, for you, Abu, here's our number one thief. Gasm. Casey Kasim. That's a joke for everyone who remembers who Casey Kasim is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was a thing, right? For a little so, while. So, Jack. This is a joke for Jack and Katie. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they're going to get this episode early. Yeah. By the way, you can uh, join our Patreon in order to get early releases <laughs> of our episodes. Ding, ding. Nice advertisement. Thanks, man. So the other thing I have in my notes here, since we're on that, why not, uh, is that I, I tried to think about like why I do genuinely like this one more than the others. Um, and I think one of the things that this movie does so well is that it, the whole vibe of it is like gleefully bleak. Okay. And I think I just like that in general. Um, like they're just having full blown like show tune pizzazz about like horrible things. Like the world is falling apart around them and they're like, let's just do some show tunes right now. This is going to be great. And it kind of is, uh, you know, like the 40 thieves have everybody's taken by the cops and they're like, there's only seven of us left. So Luke shows up and they're like, why should we trust you? And so Luke is like, because I have a fucking song. And then he sings really hard. And at the end, they're like, we're with you. Mm. I I also thought it was funny that one of their best friends died. Uh, and they were just like, oh, fuck. Welcome to the thieves. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. Totally cash. They planned like full-blown interactive theater experiences for all new members, which to be fair, they had to commit <laughs> murder to get in. So like there should be some reward like that. Interactive theater for murder sounds like a good trade. Aladdin was also very fine with the fact that he just murdered someone. He was just like, oh, fuck, I murdered that guy. I mean, yay, I'm a thief now. It's like that, uh, it's like that Raja Ghul thing, right? You have to like take him down in order to become the Raja Ghul, I think is what a deal is, right? People, Batman, people know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, what? Wait, what? Well, actually, the this scenario that I'm thinking about is from Arrow in the Arrowverse. But yeah, that's like the idea is like in order, like it's like basically fight to the death, whoever wins. You get to be a person. Congrats. Um, oh, I never the, only, be... the only thing I know about Ra's al Ghul is he was in Batman Begins, and I hated that movie. Yeah, that's not the one I'm talking about. That's fine. I prefer I prefer the one in the, the Arrowverse. Highly recommend checking out. I watched eight episodes of Arrow, and I only did it because the main character is incredibly attractive. And then I was like, all right, I'm over this. Uh, I didn't get hooked in. I'm so sorry, but you're not hot enough for me to go for episode nine. Goodbye. That's fair. I think that's fair because I don't know if I've ever done that. I don't know if I've ever been like, I want to watch this show because someone is very attractive. And I've been like, this isn't as good as I thought it was. Yeah. I had friends who watched United States of Terror for that reason. That was about it. Who's in that one? I don't know. Uh, is it Uma Thurman? What's up? Is it Uma Thurman? Or is it someone that just looks like Uma Thurman? I'm it's, I think it's someone who looks like Uma Thurman. Let's find out. Oh, in the meantime, I want to say a quote that made me laugh a lot in this film when they went, uh, <laughs> uh, what is it? This wedding has been brought to you by sand. Uh, it's everywhere. <laughs> Get used to it. I, I loved it. was Tony Collette. I, I loved that joke. It was so dumb. I thought, I thought Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous was very funny in that part. Oh. Yeah. Uh, or there was one inappropriate, very adult line, in my opinion. I thought the Earth wasn't supposed to move until the honeymoon. He meant sex. 
he meant that those two flat animated characters were gonna bang. Yeah, but it's okay because these presumably Muslim characters uh, had a Christian wedding, so it's fine. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I mean, every wedding is a Christian wedding in movies. That's how it works. But Unless also, it's like, the only other kind of wedding is a Jewish wedding. <laughs> and then the only way you can tell... Those are all the, the weddings that exist. Yeah, and the only way you can tell the difference is someone steps on a glass. <laughs> You're very cultured, Jim. I wish to learn so much from you. More facts from Jim. And uh, then everyone puts everyone on a, on a chair and they sing Hava uh, Nagila. We all know what Jewish <laughs> weddings are. We've all been to them. We all have a cousin whose dad is Jewish, which means that your cousin isn't technically Jewish, but they still do some of the traditions because it's uh, nice. The thing that I don't think I've ever seen in a wedding is that someone is just rich enough to just like, yo, I've got this extra oracle lying around. Do you want it? Yeah. What a, uh, what a oh. like, rich person move to do. <laughs> My cousin did that. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Uh, she she had a lot of oracles hanging around that she they gave they gave them out at the end of the night as party gifts, and you got to know one thing about yourself. I found out where the buffet table was. <laughs> I wasted. Go ahead. I have one more really funny thing that I thought was great. Okay. When Iago, when they get into the little, like, King of Thieves hideout, right? Yeah. And as the cave is closing, it lands on Iago's tail. Yeah. When he, like, whatever, I think Abu, like, helps him and, like, pulls him out of it. And, like, the end of his tail comes out and he's got, like, a little, like, penis nub hanging from his butt. Um, it's, like, there for, like, a minute. But then he just grabs it from the fucking, like, enclosed wall and just shoves it back onto his body. Bada bing, bada boom, you're fine. Now you're yeah. fine. What? <laughs> I like that you pronounce... I haven't corrected you yet because I thought it was funny to let Iago. you go. Iogu. Iago. Iaugu. You you keep changing the last letter of his name. Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> Even that I actually can't get right. Is it Gilbert Godfrey or Gilbert Godfrey? I think it's a D at the end. Yeah, there is. But is it silent? Is he French? Oh, no. Oh, no. Hello, Gilbert? Yes, I'll hold. Okay. <laughs> what is going on? I can't do it. I don't, I don't know what Gilbert... All I you can answer the phone this way? <laughs> <laughs> Are you surprised by every phone call? <laughs> yeah. Jim, do you have anything? Oh, yeah, let me look. I'm sorry. I didn't look while you guys were talking uh, because I wasn't really paying attention you know but i can look up things for a little while i'll probably delete these bananas are really good i have bananas in my back pocket that was a dumb line i'm glad i i'm glad i did that well now i have to keep it Oh, okay. Here's the thing. Um, so this movie fucked up my sleep schedule uh, because I fell asleep in the middle of it, and I've been trying to get that on track. And so I fell asleep at 6 p.m., which is not a good time to fall asleep. Um, so when I went back to rewatch it again, I was like, oh, man, things don't come out of thin air. Sounds really familiar. 
And then I realized that the reason it sounds familiar is because that's around the time that I fell asleep during it. So it wasn't quite in my memory. <laughs> it was a very hazy memory. And I was like, oh, I must have heard this in my childhood. No, I heard it two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> and just was like, wow, the distant past. <laughs> <laughs> you uh so this is one of the things that jim has said that's made me laugh tremendously and it's so stupid uh but we were when i was prepping to go on our dear friend uh we've already talked about uh ross wiseman's uh podcast kid flicks i went on for the episode about jumanji totally check it out because kai bobby's on an episode of kid flicks um which is the whole episode is just jim's opinions but just out of my <laughs> mouth <laughs> uh, <laughs> but in the beginning um it's just like, you know it's the past because there's fog. <laughs> and it's so dumb. But in the beginning of Jumanji, it's, that's how they indicate that it's the past. And it's so stupid. Jim, oh. buy enough time? Yeah, okay. There was another one I had, which was they didn't animate the genie fighting the uh, the turtle. They clearly had uh, Robin Williams. They were like, okay, just describe you fighting the turtle, and then we'll animate it all. And then they got to that part, and they were like, we ran out of money. <laughs> we cannot animate all these things that Robin Williams was saying. How do we do this? We'll just film. We'll just have the genie saying it into a microphone. It's like, what fucking lazy thing are you doing? Also, the way he gets out of the um, the giant turtle was a combination of two Disney references. Mickey Mouse. And uh, Pinocchio. Because he, he, he shoves so much smoke that he spits him out. Oh shit! I didn't catch that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed it because every single, excuse me, every single, uh, all the references made in this movie and the last one were Disney references. A lot, of, like there was a Rocky reference, and then there were real people references. But everything to like fictional characters were all Disney, and it felt like because they were like, we don't want to pay for anything, so you can only make references to Minnie Mouse, Steamboat Willie. Yeah, things that should be public domain. I like the idea that there's a Mega Mouse. <laughs> like, there's just like a... How do you think Mini is spelled? Like, mini, mini. I mean, like, miniature. You don't think it's M-I-N-N-I-E? Honestly, I don't know, Jim. This is Which I think is short for, like, Millicent. I don't know. Let's look it up. I want, like, a Millicent. <laughs> what is Mini short for? Is Millicent a real word, a real name? Do people name their children Millicent? Yeah, mm-hmm. people people who are named Millie. If you ever like, I would assume Millie Bobby Brown is her real name is Millicent. Great, we lost okay. one listener. <laughs> There's so Millie many. Bobby Brown. <laughs> I'm gonna look. So up Millie this Bobby is the thing I I like to do like a lot. I go to Baby Name Wizard. There's probably even a better tool out there. I don't know. And then I look up names to see the graph of when they were popular. And it's so fun to see when names were good, except I don't know how to spell Millicent. Uh, M-I-L-L-I-C-E-N-T. Yeah, it's like you have, you know, a thousand cents. Okay, cool. What yeah. a wacky name. Uh, a famous one I can think of is, <laughs> this is a weird, It's she's not even famous. Uh, she's the daughter, there's a girl, um, Millicent Ramsey, who is the daughter of someone who started the company Rooster Teeth. And he's like the he's one of the two people who are left who started the company. What is Rooster Teeth? Oh, uh, they made red versus blue. What and is red? Still yeah, yeah. Make red versus blue. What is red and what is blue? Uh the their colors? Okay. I don't know. Red versus blue? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
You don't okay. remember this in like 2003? I don't remember 2003, man. Fair enough. I was 11. I don't know it either. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was just, it's the longest running internet series, uh, and it should have been taken off many, many years ago, but uh, it hasn't been good since like 2007. <laughs> I've watched a decent amount of it. One of uh, my other roommates, David, he used to really like the show. So I've seen like a bunch of episodes when he's on it, like when he was watching it. Uh, it's like, so, I don't know. I, I can see why it got popular. Uh, it, well, the original writer, who's uh, Bernie Burns, is a very, very funny person and also a comedy writer. He, he does a very good job at, uh, at, his, at writing. A lot of it is very dated humor because it's very crass. Uh, but even the crass jokes are in well-crafted formats. Yeah, it was very it, clearly not like a couple of teenagers just like dicking around on a computer. Yeah, I think that uh, Bernie was like thirty when he started making when he started making it, and uh, Jeff is Jeff Ramsey is uh, uh, he's Griff who's on the red team. He's the lazy Gosh. one. Yeah. I also just discovered that Millicent peaked. In uh, in popularity in 1910, <laughs> I gotta okay. bring it back. Yeah, it is slowly bringing it a little bit back because it like plummeted after that, and then it like you know there were a few people named that in the 60s, then it plummeted in the 90s. But like apparently we're like upticking back to our levels in the 60s right now. People are deciding Millicent is a decent thing to name your child again. It's that that sweet sweet Millie Bobby Brown money. <laughs> one thing that i find really funny is so one of my friends from high school her name is jenny but you spell it j-e-n-n-i-e and that's like her legal name and so when you look this one up on the baby name wizard you find that it peaked in popularity in 1890 and <laughs> never returned again i thought it was gonna be it peaked the year she was born <laughs> because <laughs> no, she's the only just... person named that but it was a thing that pe like people were named this and then never again. Hmm. Yeah, I just think of like I have a very normal name, like everyone is named fucking Jim. Uh, so it's the it's the most common first name. Uh, well, it was at one at when I looked this up in like two thousand eight. Uh, it used to be the most common male first name in America. No shit. Yeah. A lot of people were like, no, it's John. It's like, no, John Smith is the most common full name, but Jim actually surpassed uh, John. Not James, but just specifically... Is it, wait, isn't... Yeah, because I had an Uncle James that went by Jim. Yeah, I'm technically James, but I don't like being called James. I didn't know that about you until literally this moment, and now yeah. everyone knows. Am I striking that from the record? No, nah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't like being called James. Uh, it just doesn't reflect my personality. Yeah, I don't... Nope. I I you're one I of prefer to being called Jimmy Bobby Brown. <laughs> <laughs> you're one of the few people that I actually I don't use a lot of people's names and sentences when I address them, but I do it with you. And I think anybody who's been listening to this podcast can confirm that uh, and actually do it with Nate as well. Um, but whenever I do say like Nate's name in a sentence or directly, it's usually Nathaniel. Uh, I don't know why that is. Yeah, I, I've always liked having two names. Um I dated a guy named Paul, and I remember he said that he'd like to have he he wish he had like a formal and informal version of his name, which I'd never thought of because I've always had like the like I choose on my emails. Do I want this to sound like I'm you know Mr. Formal being angry at whatever? I have to sign it Nathaniel, but if I'm like oh no we're friendly and I like you, I'll sign it Nate, and I have that choice and I like that. 
Um, I do have the annoying thing of everyone asks me how I prefer my name. Whenever someone meets me, they have to go, do you like Jim or Jimmy? And I have to go, I don't care, but I call myself Jimmy. Like in my mind, I'm Jimmy. I've asked that question behind your back many a times. So I don't at this point, I don't care. You're Jim. You are Jim to me. You're always going to be Jim. Yeah. I always say, don't call me James. Jim or Jimmy's fine. I think of myself as Jimmy. But most people call me Jim. I am now officially calling you Jim or Jimmy. Jim or Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what happens is a lot of people call me Jimmy because I introduce myself as that. And then everyone inevitably calls me Jim. Because apparently that's more what I am. I think Jim's wholesome. Uh, it brings me light in my heart when I say Jim. So I say stick with it. I think of Jim Thorpe. He was an athlete from like the 30s and our number one fan <laughs> <laughs> top 10 athletes from 1940 coming in at number 10 it's jim thorpe oh man i really dug myself a hole by giving him number 10 should i put an insert into this episode like 10 minutes ago that just says unless you want to hear a lot about names just fast forward 10 minutes <laughs> number nine jesse owens i've now named all of the athletes i can from that era Oh, number eight, Shoeless Joe Jackson. Is that really the person's name? Yeah, he's from like the 1800s. Okay. Also, the two guys I named were from like the 20s and 30s. Uh, Jesse O. Jesse O. was famously uh, uh, being black and winning a ton of gold medals in Nazi Germany. Get it? Against, against Nazi Germany. So this podcast stands against Nazis. I don't think I ever needed to say that. <laughs> but I think it's good to clarify these yeah, things. Yeah, I think it's good for people to know. I support Jesse Owens. Nate, where do you, <laughs> Nate, where do you stand on Nazis? Uh, yeah, uh, punch Nazis. It's a good thing. Tight. Great. Yeah, 2021, everybody. Uh, so, Jim, was there another... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Is there a thing you were going to say? I'm just looking up Jesse Owens now. Okay, well, folks, there's going to be a special episode just about Jesse Owens. Uh, Nathaniel, do you have anything uh, you want to talk about for another hour? Oh, probably. I mean, it probably has to do with spiders. <laughs> do you have anything that you would like to promote? Um, if you want to hear uh, some oddly specific tech jokes, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at CodeNoodle. Um, I don't have very many followers, and it's probably going to stay that way forever, and that's okay. Let's change that. I don't give a shit if you do not like like software engineering or, or technology at all. Like that shit. Everyone go to at CodeNoodle and tweet at Nate. Tell me spider facts. Spider boy. I'm sh- I thought any- that I thought that was going to be way funnier than it was. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to knock it out of the park with this joke. We have to end the podcast. Was that like Jim enough? I tried to do. It. <laughs> but if anybody does that, I will I will uh, tweet you back Spider Facts. So go for it. You can do that. I don't have a Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can go to comeinmythroat.com and reach out to Jim. <laughs> yeah, you can email me at jim at comeinmythroat.com. Uh and I'll I'll answer it. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. You can go to spidersinmythroat.com. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to put an extra content warning. <laughs> uh, well, 
And, and it's just a website that says spiders don't live in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nathaniel, Nate, Jim, Jimmy, Jim or Jimmy, thank you both for being here with me. I love you both for different reasons. Uh, we're going to be back next week. Uh, we're going to be doing the live action version, which apparently is fucking terrible. Uh, but we're going to be having my other roommate on, Kate Esposito. Uh, so please do come back. Uh, and the final daddy. Yes, we have gone through all of our fellow uh, improv teammates. Uh, so thank you all. Big shout out to Daddy Issues Improv. Uh, I'm going to promote. Come see us do some funny stuff every uh, third Friday of every month. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, daddyissues.com. Wait, that's not true. Don't go there. Uh, actually, no. Nate, I think you're the one who made daddyissues.com redirect to our Facebook, right? No, daddyissuesimprov.com. Improv.com. Yep, yeah. that works. Go there anyways, just to be rerouted, because that's how fun the internet is. Uh, aside from that, I think we're good. Do you both feel good? Come in my throat, everyone. <laughs> good night, everybody. Bye. I love you gonna be awkward jim you shouldn't have said that i think i meant it this time <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to follow us on facebook at rotten treasure and on instagram at rotten underscore treasure and on twitter at rotten treasure and go to patreon.com slash rotten treasure for bonus episodes early episode release and a vote for the next series and be sure to give us a five-star rating and review us on any of your available podcast apps thank you Bye bye thanks perfect